This is the Dad Devotionals Podcast with Dave Domzowski. Each week, I'll bring you compelling interviews that'll educate, inspire, and motivate you to become the father and husband our Lord called you to be. We're a community of devoted dads who want to strengthen our faith and family and live out our true purpose in this life. Please, won't you join us? Just text me at 717-913-5671, and you'll be welcomed into my Devoted Dads community. And if you want to support the podcast, we invite you to purchase a product, a book, or a course in our affiliate shop on daddevotionals.com. You can also contribute monthly at patreon.com slash daddevotionals. Now, here's today's show. God bless. Welcome to Dad Devotionals. I'm Dave Domzowski. Today, we're speaking with Father Daniel Triant and Prez Michelle. Father Daniel is the priest at Holy Trinity Greek Orthodox Church in Spokane, Washington. Michelle is a book publicist dedicated to the promotion of the health and wellness of Orthodox Christian families. Wow, that's pretty awesome. She's also the author of Love at Lent, 50 Lenten activity cards that encourage forgiveness, gratitude, generosity, prayer, and love. Perfect things for Lent, right? And they're joining us today to help us prepare for our families for Great Lent. Father Daniel and Michelle, welcome to Dad Devotionals. It's so great to have you. Thank you so much for having us. We're thrilled to be here with you today. Yes, oh, perfect. Um, so as, as we get started here, can you, can you just take a moment, tell us about your family, tell us about your church community. Absolutely. So we have two daughters. They are seven and four years old. And we, ha- we started this Love at Lent uh, project when they were three and zero, <laughs> a couple months old. Nice. Um, and so the, we've been we've been on this journey for four years now, and we've shared it with our community. And do you want to talk a little bit about our community? Sure. Yeah. So we're in Spokane, Washington, of course, as you mentioned, and um, it's an interesting community. We actually have only been here for roughly eighteen months, oh, and wow. really getting to know the parish. But it's such a it's such a loving community, and there's a lot of different perspectives and different types of people here. And so um, this actually was such a great thing for to dive in for ministry right off the bat. You know, it's something easy to um, to be a part of the community. It was one of the things that we did use just to get to know one another, you know, and that it really helped in that respect. Um, the community is really, um, it's vibrant, it's growing. There's a lot of people coming to the church. It's actually I mean, I, I say this quite a bit. We're so blessed to be here at this time yes. because Spokane is growing. The, the, the parish is growing and um, it, I'm, I'm excited for what is to, to come. come. Yeah, yeah very much so. Couldn't yeah. And that's wonderful to see, especially given what's been going on the last two plus years now, uh, you know, to have that, 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 that faith community that, you know, I mean, I guess we're going on almost two years ago when churches were closed. You didn't get to have that. So yeah. it's such a blessing, and I'm sure uh, a relief as well in many ways for for both of you because I can't imagine you know the, the duties and the insurmountable you know weight that is just put on the shoulders of of, of you and your family, family, Father Daniel, and, and you. I mean, uh, Michelle. I mean, yeah. I feel like you know everyone. Everyone just you, you focus on the priest, but the priest's wife. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, your, your responsibilities are just out, out to wazoo as well. So we appreciate you sharing that insight with us because uh, I know it, it gives uh, encouragement to everyone else out there listening. 
Well, you, you know, you nailed it. And I appreciate so much you saying that. Um, and I think, you know, something my husband alluded to when he was just speaking was the fact that because we couldn't be in person, this this project was really instrumental to implement when uh, at a time when all we could do was was join face to face by Zoom or through the computer. And we were able to um, come together every week of Lent and share what we had done as families individually throughout the week. And uh, and it was just beautiful. It was a wonderful way to get yeah. to know our families. Um, and we're looking forward to doing it in person this year, which is just so exciting. So it's it's a versatile uh, activity yeah. uh, for the families and, uh, and, and the schools and ministries and everything else. And, and I love that. And now you get to share that with us today. You know, you actually yes. reached out to me, Michelle, about this wonderful book, Love at Lent. And, uh, you know, before we share the detail, details with our listeners, tell us, why did you write it? Why did you start this journey four years ago? Yeah. Oh, it's such a great question. So I, when I, you know, I, I, again, you mentioned being a presitata in a time when the busiest time of the year is the Lenten season. And I, my daughters were four and a few months old. And I felt at the time that they were too young to fast. But I still wanted to inject meaning into the season. I wanted to educate her about her faith. I wanted her to be excited about what the season is all about. The Lenten journey is about gratitude, almsgiving, forgiveness, generosity, um, mindfulness. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, right? This is such a special time in our faith. And so I really wanted, instead of taking something away, which might confuse her, I wanted to put something good into the world. I thought, let's let's give back. Let's put something good into our journey. And so that's where this was born. And it it just started very small. I mean, you you don't know me well yet, but I'm not the crafty Pinterest mom by any means. I, I you know, we My wife's right there with you. She Okay, she okay. <laughs> So I, you know, I just wanted to do something simple for her. And so what we did is I had her decorate a, uh, uh, you know, one of those long business envelopes with her little (laughs) stickers and crayons. And then I cut out um, 50 red crosses from construction paper. And by red crosses, I mean, they're barely recognizable as crosses because, you know, cutting crosses out is not (laughs) easy. And I just, I just thought, you know, here's the thing. She loved the advent calendar at Christmas, mm-hmm. right? Who, mm-hmm. who doesn't? I mean, sure. let's be honest. So she would go and race and open her, her calendar for the day. And I thought, why not have something similar for Lent, but again, have it be these, these acts of kindness that we could put into the world. Okay. So on the, on the crosses, I wrote, Um, draw a picture for a faraway friend or ask mommy and daddy about a a photo in the house and we'll tell you the story behind it or learn to say, I love you in another language. So we could Mm. sort of start to teach her about different cultures and how they practice Lent or how they practice love. Um, One of them was uh, make up a dance for your baby sister. Um, You know, we, one is um, have a dance party in the living room. You know, again, these are like the most simple tasks that you can imagine, but she just, it, took off. Do you remember? Yeah. She she would bound out of her bed in the morning. I want to pick my cross. I want to pick my cross. Um, and, and, you know, yeah, originally it, it went from, we had the envelope that was decorated. And then the next year 
uh, we found you found a box yeah. that we had for decorate, and so it was like you know fishing around in this box to find the right crop, you know. And yeah. it was it became this this routine that she loved to do in the morning, and really great way to start the day. Um, well, and you found given how busy your yeah. schedule as a priest yeah. is during mm. the season, this was a way to have those precious uninterrupted right. moments right. with the girls right. um, that are so important to their, to their development. And yeah. And yeah. So, and we were able to connect on, you know, a, a lot of times, well, sometimes in the mornings, if I had liturgy in the morning, I've got to get out of the house. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, I'd be there for the picking of the, the cross, but I wouldn't be able to do the, the task with them. Right. So it was a great way to come back home where you pick up where you left off mm-hmm. right away and you just immediately have something to connect over, right? Have you do the you do the task, you talk about the task, or if it's like if it was a Bible story, you know, okay, let's read the Bible story and talk about that a little bit. And and um, it, it beats me coming go home and going to a you know four year old, hey, how was your day? You know, they don't really react very well to that, right? So yeah. it, it was it was amazing how what quality time you get with your child just just in something so simple. And that was what is, is so beautiful about this um, that I think has come out of that for, for us personally. And I hope for, for families as well. I mean, from what we've seen thus far, that has, has been the case. Just well, that, in that's a really good point because the feedback that we got the most was this sounds awesome. This sounds amazing. I don't have time to cut out 50 crosses yes. and come up with. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I hear that loud and clear. And so that's where this pub, the published deck came from is we just, I started to work with ancient faith mm-hmm. who is such a wonderful publisher um, for us and putting out such great content for Orthodox Christian families. And together we developed this so that we could just, hand the deck to, to, to busy families. And here you go. You know, you don't, because of course, I mean, look, David, we didn't, we didn't make up random acts of kindness. That's we didn't yeah, right. make that up. Right. That's, right. that's a thing. So, you know, this was more just about making life a little easier for people to implement this in their own homes, in their Sunday school classes, in their mm-hmm. ministries. I mean, my, we, we've had um, our children at, at the time when we first published our children attended um, school at a an Orthodox Christian Montessori preschool, and they adopted it. Um, and this is really for anyone who celebrates Lent, you know, the, the Catholic faith, um, or and even if you don't celebrate Lent. And we had friends yeah. of ours who said this is a perfect thing to do for my child's birthday month, mm. and so they would yeah. for the birthday. Um, we had people, and we do this. Even if it's not Lent, if we're just feeling, wow, this has been a busy week. We have not connected. We have not checked in with one another. We're going at all different angles. Let's just pick a card. Let's pick a card, do the task together, and we will reconnect. And it's just been a beautiful thing for us and, and for, you know, hopefully others. <laughs> no, no. And, and I love that because it, it's sometimes it's always hard to connect without some kind of structure behind it. Right. I mean, cause we're so busy with, you know, to have that, my, my wife and I use the term all the time and it comes up a lot on the podcast intentionality. You have that intentionality. I mean, you know, you're so busy, father Daniel running all over the place. I mean, divine liturgy. I, I can't even imagine. I mean, especially Holy week. I, I if you don't have that time where you say, I'm going to pause. I'm going to focus on my daughters 
I'm going to focus on my wife. You know, you don't get that. And then you're, 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 you're coming home and you're like, oh, you know, I did all this. I did everything today. I was able to connect with, with God and everybody else, but I haven't been able to connect with my family today. So I, I know for me, you know, I, even though I work from home and my wife homeschools, I got to be in my office in meetings and stuff like that. I don't always get to connect. So I, yeah. I think folks will appreciate that just even picking one card, you know what I mean? And just picking one card and doing it whenever. That's, I, that, that's what I love about it. I, re- I really do. Um, so you mentioned a couple different themes, a couple different tasks. Can you yeah. kind of get into some of the general themes and then also tell us which one's your favorite? Ooh, I like that. Okay. Well, so the general themes really has to do. So I would say there are prayers that teach about fasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are cards that teach about, um, for, for asking for forgiveness and, and practicing gratefulness, um, definitely love and kindness. So focusing on name three things that you are thankful gifts from God that you're thankful for. Um, so focusing not just on what you love about your family or your friends, but also practicing that, that self-love that, that shows your true devotion to Christ and his creation. So there's, there's that, right. Um, there are physical things like, um, that, that promote thoughtfulness. So again, Mm -hmm. we writing letters or drawing pictures to faraway friends, one asks you to send flowers. Um, hmm. One asks you to create a birdhouse and put it up wherever you may be able to do that with bird seed. Um, one's asking, you know, paying paying for somebody behind you in a drive through, right? So th- those are like, you know, we've heard of that before, right? Sure. Again, this is, but it's that the girls, our children, just absolutely love <laughs> doing things like that. Um, we have. Oh, what else? Oh, we love, they love um, reaching out to an elderly member of your community and listening to their stories from childhood. So our seven-year-old in particular absolutely loves to hear stories of the past. So she really takes to the tasks of of that nature. And, you know, the other thing, there are very serious things. Um, we, We were able to teach her about death through this project. So one of the tasks asked to hear about somebody who has who now lives in heaven. Mm. And we were able to teach her about family members and, and, and really talk to her in an age appropriate way about death through that task. And I, I mean, I have to tell you, she, she got it. She absorbed it. And now she asks for stories all the time. I mean, and this is just one of the many ways that the love that love at Lent reverberates throughout the rest of the year and throughout Mm -hmm. the rest of their childhood, really. Um, and so it, it's just the theme, the main theme of the cards are to, pre- to foster communication, foster connection. Some are saying, take a walk in nature, mm-hmm. you know, um, plan a meal and cook it together, bake a treat for a neighbor and, and run over with adult supervision, um, and knock on their door and, and give them a treat. So um, it's fostering connection. It's learning, educating and, and putting good actions into the world, I would say, are the themes. You know, My favorite. What's your favorite? I'm really interested to know. Well, I mean, I like the ones where we connect with our our relatives, right? Where yeah. they can call or and ask, uh, uh, "Hey, tell me a story about this person or that person or this thing or something from your childhood." I've actually learned a few things about my parents. That I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know that," which is kind of funny. So those are those are some of my favorites. And and now that our oldest is is you know she's writing a little bit more too. So seeing her write a letter to someone is 
it's fun to see her thought process as she goes through that. So um, those are my favorites, really. You know, you you bring up a point that I sometimes forget, and it's how much the adults get out of this, how much we learn from uh, what our children, how much we learn about them, how much we learn about their thought process mm-hmm. and where they are in their, in their time. Mm-hmm. And um, I, yeah, for, I forgot that that's so true. Yeah. How much I get out of this myself. It's yeah. not just for the kids. It truly is yeah. for the family. Um, I don't what's my favorite are the ones that um, require the girls to, to look outside themselves and outside their, they're what they see and hear every day. So the ones where we're learning about different cultures, the ones where we're learning about different faiths, um, where we're asked to think about others um, who, who we may not know and may not look like, uh, those are my favorite tasks. Uh, yeah, I just love to see them expand. You, know, you mentioned, both of you mentioned that, that, that storytelling element and how the, how the kids really get behind that. I, I'm actually doing a book study on the podcast on Raising Them Right. Yes. And, yeah. It, it, also ancient faith. You should, I, yeah. I, I, you know. <laughs> but you know, they, they talk about, you know, not only modeling the faith for kids, but then also sharing those stories, you know, engaging them in that way. And it's, it sounds like that's what a lot of these cards do engages them in other cultures and, 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 and other faiths and uh, just, you know, relatives, saints, you know, that's how kids learn. That's why we read them bedtime stories. Right. But that's also, you talk about what we get out of it as adults. That's how we learn. You know, you see this whole last 10 years is idea of storytelling, you know, of having that be the way you communicate your message. Uh, that That's very powerful. And it sounds like it's captured in Love at Lent. You, yeah, that's it. That's, that's exactly right. I mean, if, uh, can you please write some of our press materials? Because you just said it. I mean, I am that, in public <laughs> affairs. So yeah, okay, there you go. Okay. We, we, yeah. yeah. Um, that's it. So, you know, we were taught both of us by our parents and our grandparents that, that you need roots and you need to always be connecting with those roots. And we have great respect for the people who have come before us. Um, and we both come from big families in which we all share history and love and stories. And, and so I think having had that foundation, um, you know, really influences the way that we want to raise our children. And whether you have that already in place or whether it's something you desire to put in place, these, these are very simple ways you can do that. I mean, if it's one thing we've learned, it's hard to start something big and make a big change or introduce something that's big because you get overwhelmed and you feel like you can't make a mistake. But if you add something small and you use the word intentional every single day or whenever you can, whatever fits with your family, you know, you can't really go wrong. So that's what we've discovered. Yeah. Uh, Father Daniel, I I wanted to ask you this question. This one actually comes from my wife, Uh, you know, outside of, aside from Love at Lent, of course, what, uh, what family traditions do you, do, do your family use to prepare for Great Lent? Well, that's a really good question. Um, you know, we, part of what we have done is make sure that we come together, mm-hmm. especially in the evenings to find time to come together and, and especially eat dinner and, and um, be together in that way. I mean, like we've been talking about, it's a, it's a busy life in terms of, how we uh, 
how the priest does, right? Right. During, where he goes, what he's doing, he's been pulled in different directions and so on. And, um, and so that was really, I mean, if we really go back to the beginning, one of the things that this did for us was to scratch that itch because, you know, as I think about it as a seminarian, you know, we do a lot of book learning and all of these things. And then you get out into the parish and it's, and you, what you start to think about is, okay, I know how to teach at a collegiate scholarly level. How do I talk to my four-year-old about Christ on the cross? And so like those types of things. Right. So it's, it's really about, I mean, you talked about modeling the faith. Mm-hmm. Really what it is, is we model that faith, but the Love at Lent uh, cards give us a way to actually become some of those things that we're talking about. So show, not tell, right? Love that. They don't like to, they don't like to be sitting lectured. I'm not going to sit and give them a lecture, right? <laughs> um, but we, we are doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I found myself talking about a lot, and we're studying Luke uh, in the Bible study that, that we do, and how often Christ says, hear and do it. Hear it and do it, right? Right. So the doing part is so important for the kids because that's, we create muscle memory, right? That's Mm -hmm. what we do in everything else in sports and so on and so forth. So this is how we create muscle memory in that. And so um, finding ways to do that is what, is what is, uh, is what we've been really developing. I mean, almost unintentionally to begin with, but now it's become more intentional. So Well, and the other thing that, you know, I don't even know if you realize what an impact this had on our family, two yeah. things. Um, he, he does, he's not going to brag about himself. So I will do that for him. <laughs> two things that he's done for our family, even before we started this is one, we created a prayer corner in our home, yeah. um, a dedicated place where we could pray and learn the prayers going into great Lent so that we were already armed with them and we could, we could be praying all the time. And so he brought that into our home and, and that was a really, really good way to start this journey and then, and then have it last obviously beyond that. But um, in terms of just going through the prayers um, and there are three prayer cards because of that, that's why we have three cards in the deck because just bouncing off of that. And then just a way to prepare in that way. And the other thing um, that he taught me early on in our relationship that was really right before great Lent was how to say, I forgive you. Mm. And this is a story I've told because Dave, I got to tell you, when, when we got into our first argument and I said, I'm sorry. And he said, I forgive you. I was like, I'm sorry. No, no. Your response is I'm also sorry. It's not, I forgive you. Rookie mistake. (laughs) But, but no, but then he said, no, this is, Try it. Now you say it because of course I'm sorry too. Now you say I forgive you. And so we have this and I, I swear my life changed from that moment on just from those simple words and the meaning behind them. And it was this, this eye-opening moment for me of how powerful those words are. And I know that sounds kind of corny. I get it. But trust me, it was a, a just a, just a changing thing for us to say, I forgive you. And now please, will you forgive me? And it just was, it was just amazing. So we incorporate that into our preparation for great Lent as well. Um, Just practicing forgiveness and gratefulness. Um, Which is, again, we have forgiveness Sunday, right? But 
the girls, my girls aren't, uh, they haven't been at that service per se uh, every year since they've been born, but we do it in the home and, and it's something we practice throughout the year. Right. So I never grew up saying, I forgive you to my brothers or to my parents or anything like that. Right. It's just, it's not what we necessarily did in the home. Everybody says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think I'm sorry is, is the easier thing to say, but I think I forgive you. is not in our, it's not in our mindset, right? It's not in our heart, but the church and her wisdom gives us that. And it's foundational. So important in, in what we do and how we can, how we are become Christ-like. Right. And absolutely. so, yeah, absolutely. Um, but it is, a, it is a great tradition. I mean, I don't even think about that as a tradition. It's just something, it's something right. we does. So. Right. Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you're you're right about the mindset shift that it that it that it takes, and it because yeah. it, it it also disarms the person. You're not looking at the how am I gonna how am I gonna hit them with the next thing? You know, yeah. you're yeah. oh okay, that's that's Maybe. different. And how do we proceed from here? And usually, hopefully, in a in, in a good way, in a positive way. Uh, you also mentioned you know your 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 prayer corner and you know using those prayers. You know, another book that I I think yes, yeah, also ancient faith. This is uh, I got this last year. Pilgrimage to Pascha. And I got to tell you, I was sad that I got it a little, a little late. I started it a little late, but it was an excellent way. I, I don't think I've ever been so prepared for Pascha than reading this book and had, using it as, as a supplement to, you know, daily prayers and, and, the, and, the, and the calendar of the church. Um, so I, guys, I, I just want to, you know, shout out to the dads out there. Can't stress it enough. Those two books, check them out. They're going to help you and be a supplement to what you're doing here with Love at Lent. Just wanted to mention that. Um, next thing I, I, I wanted, so kind of jumping off of that, we what advice can you give to folks who are struggling to keep their kids interested, not only just during Lent, but in general? And I, I love for you to get, it's, a, it's an issue for both parents, obviously, but this is dad devotional. So yeah. if you can direct your advice specifically for the dads, um, you know, what can the dads do as, as the supposed leaders? That's what we're supposed to be, right? We're supposed to be the leaders in our homes and, and, in, and in bringing our children uh, to the faith. So can, can you speak to that? Absolutely. And I, I can start and then you can, yeah. and then you can um, supplement my, <laughs> what I feel, yeah. but you know, really uh, you're keeping it simple, keeping it tiny mm-hmm. so that as a dad, if, if it is your, if it is, if this is the dynamic in your home that maybe mom is the one sort of taking over the emotional labor and leading mm-hmm. uh, certain projects for the family and for the kids, and I, I realize that's not the case for every family, but if that is the case in your home, don't you don't you don't have to create a lesson plan. You don't have to create a social media worthy uh, activity for the day. It's just something simple. And again, love a Lent or not that, you know, this is just responding to what you can do. Um, you know, uh, uh, we, we learned early on kids only really need 10 minutes of your time to feel heard and to feel loved. It's not, it's not required that you're spending hours and hours with them, but they do need 10 minutes of undivided attention. So no, no phones, no distractions, um, listening with your whole face, listening with your whole body, what is your child telling you? What are they doing? And then just showing interest in your child for them, not what you hope that they 
want to be interested in, but what are they showing and telling you and what can you learn from them in this moment? Um, for me, uh, either parent can, can benefit from doing something like that. Um, but I think specifically for dads, again, if that is the dynamic in your home where you're just feeling like, I don't know where to start. I don't know. I don't even know how my wife does it all or whatever it may be. This we're here to really tell you, you don't have to, you don't have to have all the answers, but sitting with your child, starting simple, starting very tiny will build upon itself um, naturally. So that would be my. Yeah. And I, I think to, to build on that, I mean, I kind of have that in mind is that is the attention is so important. Right. Um, And we think that we have to have some grand gesture all the time, but it's just being there and being present is so powerful for our, for our children. And I think as, as dads and, and as maybe if uh, uh, we're the, a lot of times we're the breadwinners or we're out and we're busy with our jobs and it's right. when we come home to, to, to slough that off and to not think about that and to be right there and be present with your kids. Um, and depending on how many kids you got, maybe it's, it's even more difficult, right? If you've got more kids, it's harder to do that attention thing, but giving them that undivided attention is, is so important. And, um, I think the other thing too, I think there's pressure these days to to sort of be something, right? Okay. Everybody's got, here's how you can better yourself. And and that message is out there, right? And, And you're on Facebook, if you're on any sort of social media, you're like, oh, well, I'm not like that dad over there, this dad over there. And it can be really, um, I don't know, depressing. There can be a despair that goes along with that. Yeah, You don't have to do that. Right. Simple. Connect. Uh, one, one thing I use, and this is not just with kids and not with parenting, but be curious, not judgmental. As parents, mm-hmm. as we're trying to gar- guide our kids, we, we tend to get into sort of judge mode. Right. And we're like, well, I have to make them, I have to, I have to fix the behavior. Right. Right. And if we're only fixing behavior, well, we're not connecting. Right. If I'm lecturing, I'm not connecting. But if I'm asking them questions, if I'm talking to them and really trying to know about how are you thinking? Because I know you think a little like me because you, you, you know, you came from me and I know you think a little bit like your mom because she has, you know, what she's given you. And, but and our influence, but you've also got a whole uniqueness and individuality to you. So having those, those sort of conversations, and I, again, back to love it, Lent, this is what helps reveal that. Yeah. And you, it takes you into other places that you nor, normally wouldn't have gone in terms of like, just getting to know your kid. Um, so that's what's, that's yeah. what's, you know, well, and also that's what I would he- say is be yourself and, and give that attention and, and don't think you have to be some great thing. Just mm. being present and showing up and giving that full attention is so, so important. And it'll surprise you as well, right? Right. And very specifically, yeah. you could go on dates, you know, daddy, yeah. daddy, daughter or daddy, son dates are, are a tremendous way to get out of the normal routine yeah. and, and doing something fun. Um, when I was growing up and something we've just started to implement now that the girls are a little older is um, we, we had taken an hour in the evening and mom gets half an hour with one while dad has yeah. half an hour with the other. And then we switch. 
And it's just that the the child gets that one-on-one time with each of their parents for an entire hour, every single night. Um, And I know that that's something I did as a child. And I just, I remember those conversations I had because I had that, that focused time. Um, I don't know if if anybody's ever seen Bluey out there, but the the cartoon Bluey. (laughs) Bluey. No, I don't, I don't think I've been, I don't think I've been subject to that one yet. If you get nothing else from this this interview today, turn on Bluey with your kids because it is it's a it's a show out of Australia Broadcasting Company. Okay. And um, while while we're recommending books and shows, yeah. it, it's it's just it's really for the parents. The the parents play. They play. They play with their kids and they don't say no. They say yes. So when their yeah. child comes and says, I want you to be a robot and I'm going to be an alien, they immediately <laughs> become a robot. You know, it's and it's just this again, it's this it's the play and the connection and yeah. saying and saying yes to our kids. We are here and we'll be there for you. And anyway, that I, I had to throw that in because it's mm. just it's so, a hilarious show actually, for adults, right? There's so much nuance in there. Yeah. But well, I'll have to check. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. And and guys, I'll link it up in the show notes too for you to check it out as well if you haven't. And it's all Australian TV, you said? Yeah. Okay. Australian right. Broadcasting Company. Uh-huh. Yep. And, and, uh, <laughs> don't uh, <see> me. <laughs> and uh, Father Daniel, something uh, you said triggered me. Uh, guys, make sure you check out uh, my conversation with Dr. Philip Mamalakis on parenting toward the kingdom. Some yeah. of the things that we're mentioning here in this segment of the talk, right in line with that. And you can get more information there and check it out and also pick up his book. Yeah. Uh, so next thing I have for you is, you know, we, we touched on it a little bit and, you know, but we all have so much going on these days. Can you tell us a little bit about how you, uh, Prez, Michelle and Father Daniel, how do you manage and handle all of your roles as parents, as being the, the family of a priest, uh, you know, Michelle, with you being a book publicist, how do you do it all? I think speaking that a little bit, not even just in a time of great Lent, but just in general, will help people realize that, you know, reaffirming them in terms of, yeah, you don't have to do it all, but okay. here are the ways to focus on the things that are most important. So we're not perfect by any means. And there are days when those roles blend and blend and blend. And we don't know what our names are and what our purpose on earth is. But I will say um, some of the things that we do for each other is, um, you know, we try not to we try not to bring things home. Right. Mm. So work stresses or issues, we really try to compartmentalize and leave those things at the door when we switch off our computers or we come home, we walk through the door. We try to leave that where it is. Um, We also try to make time for ourselves so that we can have those venting sessions or relying on each other and we can get that out uh, without it affecting time with our children or or time with ourselves, um, I think self care is a very important part of managing those roles. Finding time in the day to take a walk, um, to watch a show, read a book, um, even a bubble bath if you can at night. I mean, whatever it is that rejuvenates and recharges, not to skip out on that. Um, I think things that take care of your physical health, like getting enough sleep, drinking water. I mean, these are all things that are so nice to hear, right? But they're really hard to put in practice. So trust me when I say, I know that. (laughs) I feel that that is, you know, 
but it's it's those things. And then one one thing that we do that we have always put in place is a key, we have a keyword. Um, and so we have a keyword that we say when we know that the other one needs to take a breath mm. or take a timeout or say to the other, actually, I got this. Why don't you go and take 10 minutes to do what you need to do? And it's something we developed when our children were very small and not sleeping through the night and <laughs> crying all the time. <laughs> and we just lots of sleep deprivation. Lots of sleep deprivation. Of one. Um, and so but what we what we noticed is that it was helping through not just parenting, but helping through everything. So if if I have a really bad day and it's really showing, he'll say he'll say that word. And I know that means mm-hmm. I can go and he's got it. He's got this. I can go and do that. I'm not, you know, again, you're always evolving. You're always learning. I think setting boundaries is so important understanding that you, you, you don't have to be everything. You don't have to have it all. Um, and, and finding that time where you say, no, no, I Mm. cannot do that. No, I cannot be there. Um, I have to prioritize my family or I have to prioritize X, Y, or Z. Um, and which can be difficult as a priest to say no. Right. I mean, and imagine (laughs) you, you feel, I think, and that's, that's one of the balancing acts of the, of, being a clergyman is, is look, there are some things that you can't actually say no to. And so understanding what those are and when those are, or no, not right now, but I can do that in a, in a day or so. Right. It's, it's been a, it's finding that balance um, has been uh, a, definitely a learning experience and, you know, it's, it's, but it has helped us. And we talk a lot about that. Um, Cause I also want to be, attended to my family, attempted to my wife. And so there's a lot of conversation around before I connect with a parishioner or something on something, you know, obviously there's emergencies, but for, for things that are just a part of our ministry, it's like, all right, how's this going to affect us? Do we have time? What do we have scheduled? Um, and so we have a lot of communication around that a lot. And that really is, it's important to do that. It's important. And we have a calendar, uh, a Google calendar that we use <laughs> to meet, to be able to communicate that yep. as well as having the conversations as well as just checking in, you know, at least daily, you know, uh, if we can on some of that soft stuff. So, well, and yeah. you know, David, you, you did something. I mean, you know, you have a timer set for when it, reminding you to do your stuff, mm-hmm. to do your cross. And, you know, <laughs> I would say, it's developing those little habits yeah. to bring you back to Christ throughout the day Absolutely. that really centers you. You know, we pray, we pray before every meal, we pray in the morning, we pray at night. And, you know, I think those prayers, in addition to the fact that we are together as a family saying those prayers, um, really centers it and sets the tone for the day. And it allows us to leave our stresses and our worries at the door at night. And we wake up and we know, we know that we have a, a brand new day in front of us. So, you know, you're doing that too, but I know, and I know everyone has, well, and if they don't, they should have something like that in their life to remind themselves to stay centered and close to Christ because he is following you through all those roles that yeah. you're performing or you're in um, all, all day, all day. Every Absolutely. Day. And I don't want to say I have to automate some things, but in, in the busy schedule, I mean, if you want to prioritize it, sometimes you got to just, it's got to be on the schedule. And if you don't put it on the schedule, a lot of times it doesn't get done or it gets pushed back for, you know, 
I used to have someone tell me it's called the tyranny of the urgent. You know, whatever's pressing, whatever needs to happen, it that's that's what's going on right now. And, and sometimes the more important things like God, family get pushed by the wayside because you think whatever's in front of me right now is what's most important. So you really gave us, you know, you, you really put it in perspective there. And what I liked about both of your answers is you talk about communication, communication with God, communication with each other, communication with your kids. And that's really what this is all about. I mean, that's what love and light is about. It's about communication and, and having that time together and being intentional about it. So I, I love it. <laughs> so Thank you. yeah, no problem. Uh, fun question here. We're almost out of time, but I, I do want to ask you this. Um, what do you miss eating during the Lenten fast? <laughs> oh, that's you have easy. a craving for something that it's like burgers oh. all the way. Cheeseburgers. I, I just I can't. Nice. <laughs> I, we call it bright week after the week following Pascha. I call it burger week. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it's bad, but it's, it's, that's what I miss the most. Yeah, that was a very easy question for you. I feel like the two of you spoke beforehand and you made, sure, no. made sure that question was on here. Oh, my is there God. a burger jo- before you uh, answer it, Michelle, is there a burger joint in Spokane that you just, you love? No, I haven't. I haven't gotten out there yet to really okay. know, you know, the, the local joints and stuff. Yeah. I, I'm a, I mean, a, a, as far as the chains go, five guys is, is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't have it up here, but in and out is, is my, no, we have five guys. We don't have in and out up here. Oh, okay. Okay. California. In and out's one of my favorites, but never had an in and out burger yet. I really, I, I'm well, missing out. <laughs> I think it's a love it or hate it. Some, it some oh. people, yeah, there are people that don't, I love them. I love them anyways, right, but, right. but those are kind of the, the, as far as the chains go, I got to find my burger place in Spokane. So, you know, it's probably some like hole in the wall somewhere. Yeah, that, but absolutely. That's usually the best. I feel like you're going to get a lot of email from people in Spokane that are going to to be fighting for their burger, uh, their burger choice. I I will, I will tag that. Hopefully get some, uh, you know, traction by this episode by that. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Oh my goodness. What about, what about you, Michelle? Oh, I, you know, for me, it's those comfort. I burnt butter, spaghetti, uh, lemon oil. Um, I, you know, those are, those are staples for me during the week. So I really miss, I think I miss cheese more than meat. I have to say, I, I love, I love my dairy products. Um, but, but it's not as difficult. I mean, you know, we, Without getting into this whole conversation, there are so many substitutes now. And I, you know, whether or not you agree with those as being part of your, your Lenten fasting routine or not, um, I, I actually am grateful for them because I feel like it has put less focus on the food and the, the physical food, but, all, but more on what's coming out of my mouth and what's in my heart and mm. what I'm putting into, putting into my Lenten experience versus uh, versus taking out of it. And so, um, again, not to open that kind of worms, but I, I would say, you know, I think he's, he misses things a lot more than I would, but yeah, yes. sure, sure. Uh, well guys, and also as a note, we, we did a, did an episode with chef Soph. So if you want some yes. tips and ideas for recipes, check nice. out that episode and, uh, she'll help you get prepped for great Lent. Awesome. Ooh, we are on it. Absolutely. Uh, so before we go, I want to Tell everybody where can we get in touch with you and where can we grab a copy of Love at Lent? 
Great. So we, our website is www.loveatlent.com. Um, you can buy, purchase Love at Lent from two places. One, it's on Amazon, and the other is through the Ancient Faith website. Um, if you go to Amazon, do not be scared with their shipping times. Those are not real. You can order your copy and you will receive it uh, in time. And then from Ancient Faith, they are in stock and shipping now. So Perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, man, Father Daniel... Uh, Pres Michelle, thank you so much. This this was awesome. I know I enjoyed the conversation and I know folks will get so much out of it. So take care. God bless and uh, good luck during Great Lent. Thank you. Thank you. And same to you. Blessed Lent. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dad Devotionals. Be sure to text me at 717-913-5671 to join the Devoted Dads community. Do me a favor and share this episode with at least one other person who could benefit. Until next time, take care and God bless.